Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who work behind the scenes in theatre, from writers to directors, producers to designers. And on today's episode, we are joined by Nick Lawton and Ez Holland, who make up Expialatrocious, the company behind Butchered, which was nominated for Show of the Week at the Vault Festival, has an Off-Fest nomination from the Offies, and we awarded the show Best Sound Design at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where it played at the Underbelly Cowgate. And now, coming up to Halloween, Expialatrocious will be touring Butchered around the UK. We'll have all of the tour dates in our episode notes as you listen to this interview with Nick and Ez, but I really suggest that you get booking for this one, because it really was one of the best, most intimate, immersive productions I saw in Edinburgh this year, and I really recommend that if it is coming to a venue near you, that you do not let this one slip. So, without any further ado, here is episode 115 with Nick Lawton and Ez Holland, who make up XBL Atrocious. Hello, Ez, and hello, Nick. Welcome to the Stagey Place. How are you both doing today? Very good. Just got home from work, you know, living the dream. Did some gardening, so I'm feeling like a proper adult, which I've never done any gardening before. Uh, but, you know, now I'm feeling like I'm actually getting the hang of it, which is quite nice. Planted some flowers. Oh, my God. That wow. is so funny. I've I've spent the whole day cleaning a historic building. So, so Couldn't be more different. Doing, yeah, doing proper adult jobs. This is great. I know, this it's crazy. It, adult life, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've just been in Edinburgh. You guys were doing Butchered at the Underbelly in Cowgate. A perfect space for the show, which obviously we'll talk a lot about. But this is the thing, obviously. We spend August in Edinburgh living our best lives, being performers, theatre makers, writers everything that comes with putting on a show and then we leave Edinburgh and so we have to do these out doing jobs and you know live the real life whilst our big dreams and passions are left up in Scotland <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Yeah, it's just counting down the days until we can be there again and do it all over again. Or we should say counting down the days until you can bring Butchered on this autumn tour, which is the reason why we've got you guys here today to talk about the show. So let's start then. Nick, why don't you take us away? Tell us a little bit about Butchered and actually the brainchild and the early development stage of how Butchered came along. So Butchered is a bit of a mind meld between me and and Ez. And originally, at the beginning of 2022, we were starting to work on a completely different show. It was nothing close to what we've created now. And then it was about mid-February, things happened, we changed our ideas. We were looking at Victorian phrases that nobody uses anymore, because we really like language and weird words. And we've always been into absurdism, always, 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 because we we met at university. So this is how it sort of happened in a, in a classroom full of whiteboards, loads of different coloured pens and the Victorian phrases idea. And one that Ez particularly loved was bags of mystery, which okay. means sausage. And that's because the only person that knew what went into them was the maker. And mm. we took that tiny niche, weird little idea and went, oh, what if it was like an absurdist show? It was really physical. It was really odd. And it was about a person who made sausages and then had an apprentice, maybe, or somebody that's trying to learn what they do. But yeah. then it's a really big comment on working class artists and horror as well and we were like sure go for it let's see what happens and then we did a lot of 
writing a lot of weird devising improv because i mean i know this is an audio only but if you could see the video i'm using my hands and my eyebrows quite aggressively yeah. <laughs> so that's just how i try and explain things so when me and Ez get in a rehearsal room it's very physical we're always up on our feet doing things yeah so we instantly just threw ourselves into being these people and it's kind of a fun fact actually we started creating the show as each other's characters so I was originally going to be Master Sausage and Ez was originally <laughs> going to be The Apprentice. Yeah. And we were about two, three weeks in, I want to say, not even a month in. And we looked at each other and we sort of fell into an improv of changing our physicality and changing our voices of saying, oh, I know what your character needs to do. They need to sit like this. Or I know how your character should walk. They walk like this. Or yeah. their voice is really up here. Well, their voice is really down there. So we just went back and forth and then realised, oh, maybe we should switch because this feels really comfortable and this feels really sort of good. And then we went from there and it's just it just clicked. It just went for us. So it was like fantastic after that point, to be honest. Yeah. And as let's talk about a little bit then about this horror genre, about Butchered. What can mm-hmm. you say if people were coming to see this show? How would you describe it based on other things that they may have seen? You know, what other bits of media do you use to describe the show? Well, the classic we always get is Sweeney Todd. And I think that's obviously to do with like the content of the sausages and things like that however we always like to stress that our show isn't about the meat at all and we've had quite a lot of people who are like vegan and vegetarian talk to us and be like is this show going to make me uncomfortable and we always say no because it's it's not about the meat at all it's more about the comment on these people in their work environment i guess but um sweeney todd is like the classic one and i think it's sort of to do obviously with the meat production and things like that. However, I also think it's to do with the soundtrack as well, being something that sticks with you and really makes you feel a certain way. And so that's really exciting. And this is the thing is that me and Nick are very much into horror. I would say Nick more so like the movies side of things. But one thing that I've really got into over the past couple of years during Making Butchered is um, like horror games. Um, Mm. We're absolutely obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, Inscription is another one that we're obsessed with. And so when we were creating our soundtrack and things like that, we really took inspiration from those like pieces of art through this interactive media, like through gaming. We found that so intriguing that a game and music and all of these combined elements can make you feel a certain way. And so we were very influenced by horror media. and. We hope that people see those influences in a way in our show, even if it seems far-fetched, I guess. But we also hope that the horror that we're creating isn't monster-style horror or jump-scare-style horror. It's more like holding a mirror up to the audience and being like, this is the horror of real life. And that's that's what we hope happens. And obviously, I know we get the comparison to Sweeney Todd quite a lot, which we love because we absolutely love sweet Todd but we do hope that the show like hits you in a certain real place as well and it doesn't feel in a way like fiction it feels like it could very much be real and like this immersive experience of being in this basement kitchen with the characters that's what we found so interesting yeah the immersive feel of the show is definitely something that I think will stick with a lot of people and definitely stuck with me when I came to see it you're at the was it the iron belly that you guys were in with the show yes yeah the iron belly yeah it just 
as soon as you went in, it felt like you forgot what was on the other side of that door that you just entered from. Like the sound design, I know that, you know, we awarded you guys best sound design for the show. It was just the most like phenomenal piece of immersive theatre as soon as you came into the door itself. Like I just absolutely loved it. And we must talk about the choreography that you guys must have worked out quite hard also to to do that with the sound design as I know Mm. that you do quite a lot with that sound design a lot of repetition as well do you think the sound design almost becomes another character in a way because you know there is elements of this show that also does kind of include a third character in some sort Mm -hmm. of aspect talk to me about the sound design and what it was like making that and choreographing the movements for the piece oh i absolutely 100 percent agree that is exactly how we saw it as the sound being this other character it's one thing that we absolutely love because sound is so eclectic you can do so much with it and influence your audience so much and we found that a really really interesting concept and so when we were creating the sound design we almost felt like okay if the apprentice was an instrument what type of instrument would they be and if master sausage had a certain soundtrack what would it be and we ended up creating spotify playlists for these two different characters and being like i could imagine master sausage doing the routine to this horrible song and like it was really insane but all of those sort of influences came into it and we ended up creating the soundtrack together usually with me on the computer moving sound samples about and editing as we go along and then nick stood up behind me putting movement to the sound and so the processes of choreography and music really happened together because we couldn't imagine we call it the routine of making these sausages we call it the routine so we couldn't even start to think about what the routine was going to look like before we found that soundtrack that made us feel like we were stuck in this machine and so we found the classic like uh dun 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 you know of the cello that was maybe a five second sample of this like quite long individual piece of music and we were like no just that bit is perfect and so then you know the clanks and the knife sounds and the meat sounds all started to amalgamate into it and it became this you know little one minute piece of music that made us feel so monotonous and it really works (laughs) yeah like for us even now you know we hear a bell ding and our hands go up into our position, like as if we're about to start the show. I mean, even at our graduation, they rang a bell, I think in the cathedral and me and Nick put our hands up like we were in the show and then both burst out laughing <laughs> because it just feels so very real. Like it has an impact on how you live your everyday life. Yeah. Um, and the meat grinder, we, I absolutely love the meat grinder. I see the meat grinder as a person because of the way that the sound almost vibrates through your chest. You feel it. And I think there's so much interesting like nuances within the meat grinder sound. If you sit there and really listen to it, the meat grinder sounds different every single time that it speaks, so to say. The final time that we hear this meat grinder and it speaks, it's so desperate it's like it's screaming it's like it's crying it's like it's churning desperation the sound of this like machine but you can hear it it's like a breath and we loved that like essentially we sampled all these sounds and we were like what is the meat grinder saying at this point in time Mm. and we tried to put that into this piece of music that just 
hopefully goes straight through your skin and into your heart and like makes it pound because it's like oh my goodness this shouldn't be real but it is yeah that's what we hope yeah. for anyway yeah because yeah, there was a lot of sampling and editing from existing sounds and talking about like influences in media and things like that going back to the horror games we really like little nightmares as well yes. um and and in that game there is a kitchen scene and there's two chefs like bobbling around doing their thing but the soundtrack in that has like meat sounds and we listened to that i thought that that just is the show in a tiny little thing because it's unnerving. It's very uncanny, but you understand it. You know what's going on. You know the vision of these people and what, what they're doing in their horrible routine in their lives. And another thing that sort of influenced us in terms of like media and script, Ubu Roy by Alfred Jerry, which is like the ultimate absurdist play. And as I said before, of like we, we started the year on a completely different show. It was sort of more leaning towards that classic first ever look at absurdism and what that was. And we were sort of playing the same character, but we split versions of that person. When Butcher sort of came around and was growing up to be this horrible monster child, we still really wanted to keep the Ubu references in there. So talking about the soundtrack, there is a track called The Meat Speech, which is when Master Sausage is really going for it and sort of like unravelling all this horrible information. And in the background of that track is me and Ez sat in the gantry in front of the computers, talking into our phones, going into the trap, into the trap, into the trap, into the trap. Because that is the, the base sort of beat to that song. But it is a reference to Ubu of when he sort of goes, I'm throwing everybody away into the trap, get rid of people who are beneath them. And that's a big message in Butchered, is that these two characters are very representative of working class and being, you know, bottom of the food chain, so to speak. Um, so by having that reference in there of getting rid of things that aren't considered well-supported, having that in there for us was important as artists, as people, but also to get that little reference in there to yeah. our ultimate favourite play. So it really felt like, oh, we're doing a little bit of justice to the absurdism side while also providing that really deep sort of messaging along the way. That's a lovely little Easter egg there for people if they saw the show in Edinburgh or coming to see it on tour. I know that you guys are coming to Cheltenham, which is my hometown, so I'll be coming to uh, see the show again in November. I believe you're there in early November, which is very exciting. So obviously we're talking a lot about this and a lot about the sound design, how gruesome it is. I know that you've got other moments of the show as well, which you must have a lot of people asking questions about maybe some sausage meat that's maybe used in the show and asking what exactly it is that you are munching up. Obviously, I don't want to reel too much for people who maybe want to come and see the show but obviously audience reactions for this show in particular you must have some incredible stories of people who have come to see the show as nick i want you to tell me your favorite audience reactions that you've had so far whether or not that's in edinburgh or elsewhere that you've performed the show one of the first times that we performed it an audience member came down to us and their first words was, what the fuck? And I feel like that just explains it quite well yeah. because it is a bit of a gut punch of a show of what did I just see? And then afterwards, when you talk about it, and we love talking to people about it afterwards, like we love it when people have a question, no matter how 
weird or silly you feel like it is. It's not. You've just watched the weirdest thing you're going to come across this week. So we love talking to people because everybody gets something different out of it about the acting or about the sound or about, oh, I've done a job like this. And it's so many different things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did have, um, we performed Clapham. And there was a guy that came from America with his wife and right. said, look, my family used to be butchers and we saw the show was advertised and we're here on a trip. So we came to see your show and she was sat there on the front row taking pictures with her iPad. And I was like, I love this for her because they're going to oh. go back and tell their butcher family yeah. about this weird, horrible show they watched. And it was like, wow. So that was actually an amazing reaction he had because he straight after the show, he applauded. And then he was like, wow that was amazing and then he said he said to us just straight off the bat i remember being a young guy and squishing cow's eyes in my hands it's amazing isn't it like we knew like we knew (laughs) what that was and so that was really great like his reaction was so cool because he came on such a whim so that was really interesting i think my favorite reaction it was just so sweet was we did a school tour last year sort of like year 10s and above so i imagine like 16 and above i think and we went to nick's old college which was amazing and was a great show they were a fantastic audience and obviously at one point of the show i'm off stage and all i heard bless her soul was this girl in absolute tears but then obviously something happens i'm not gonna say it on the podcast but she just went no (laughs) and it was just so perfect and it just it made my heart so full because i was like how have we made this monster of a show (laughs) make this poor girl feel this deeply about it it just was a really surreal experience but i instantly was like god i want to go out and give her a hug but like it's not great like as master sausage big old scary master sausage pop out and give you a cuddle halfway through the show probably wouldn't be great but that was a great reaction because i was just like that's how it makes me feel performing it every single time so it really just felt really real that she had this feeling yeah in front of all of her peers to just like come out with was i just was like love that appreciate that like make as no- much noise as you want if it's productive noise and it's about the show like do it have your reactions don't be afraid you know and that's the thing as well because i ask a lot of people on the podcast when they're promoting their shows what their favorite audience member would be you know what's their ideal audience member coming to the show and what you've just said there is is obviously a young girl who's at school who probably you know been told you've got to watch this show and you know isn't mm. necessarily there because they're a horror person or you know like the meat and the grimness do you prefer those type of audience members more than you know people who are probably into horror because you get those moments of shock and you know the actual initial emotion from an audience member rather than somebody who might be into horror games and Mm. know kind of what they're expecting coming into the show firstly we we have appreciated every single person that's come to see our show whether they like horror whether they don't whether they like physical stuff whether they thought the poster looked pretty cool or whatever it was because for us to have somebody and take a risk on our horrible little show is already phenomenal really because we made this thing because we wanted to and we liked it and to put it out into the world and get people to come and just have sort of any reaction to it 
of I didn't understand, but I liked this or that made me feel like mind blown or that was really hard to watch or that was amazing. Whatever it is that people like I said, like people just got something from it and they will take that something away, maybe tell other people, but they will know that they saw a show called Butchered and it made them feel something. Yeah. And that feels quite important for me because mm. like like Ez was saying, for that girl to have that gut-wrenching visceral reaction because that's what we're trying to put into the performances, mm. like, you know, holding the mirror up of going, this is how we are feeling and we'd love you to feel that with us, to understand and just to immerse yourselves in this story that we think is kind of cool. <laughs> mm. Horrible, but interesting. And there is something for everybody in it. Yeah. I think, to be honest, my favourite type of audience member is the people who aren't expecting for it to do anything to them. Like, 100% just going to shout out my mother-in-law here. When she came to see the show, she's into theatre, but like musical theatre. Fine, yeah. absolutely fine. And she came to see the show and she was worried it like might be a bit scary for her. And I said, Jane, come along, it's going to be fine. So she came along and at the end of the show, she was a bit emotional and she was like, I really didn't think that that was going to affect me how it did, but it really has. And I'm like, that's amazing. And she's like, but like I've worked a, you know, sort of like a nine to five or like a sort of a normal job. So I know what that feels like. And it feels very real. And she was like, not just because I know you, but because it feels a reality for me and for majority of people. And for me, those are my favorite audience members are the people who just aren't expecting for it to feel so real. They're maybe expecting it to be like a little bit scary or another piece of theater, like pose questions to them. But it's the people who come out of it being like, how have you made me feel so much about my own life when you're on stage pretending to be a sausage maker and an apprentice in an underground kitchen making bloody sausages. It sounds insane when you say it. And th that's what I like. So it sounds absolutely insane, but then people take a risk and they come out of it feeling something. And that makes me really happy. Those are my favorite audience members by far. And that's the thing as well. It's one of those shows where everyone's going to have an opinion or a thought or a feeling about the show. It's not one that you could just sit back and relax and just watch it fly by. Like, you know, there's so much to it. Like I said, it's such an immersive experience whilst we're also sat down in a seat but you know it just feels like we're just immersed in, into the whole thing so we must say that this show is going on tour which is very exciting do you guys want to just talk a little bit about the tour then about whereabouts you guys are heading and what you're most excited about going to these different venues because you're going to very selective venues which is very exciting so people across the country or especially down in the south will be able to see this show but yeah tell me a little bit about the tour why you're touring the show and what you're most excited for the tour itself well i've always like been into horror been into this or whatever but i've always really wanted to do a tour for halloween favorite holiday it just feels right and then we're having butchered under our belts it's sort of like let's give it a proper little outing a proper halloween tour and on the back of doing edinburgh we really wanted to get it out there a bit more because we had been touring the show before edinburgh as well but we'd sort of over the year we'd gone to different venues to see other people's shows and mm. then we sit there sometimes we look at each other and go we want to be here or like butch would work really well here so that's how we've sort of picked a couple of venues along the way so for the halloween tour we're doing a few dates so on the 26th of october we're going to the rondo theater in bath 
And that is a lovely little venue where we saw Dog Actor by Freedom Theatre and yeah. loved it, loved the space. And we're like, would you like our show? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So we, we booked in there for the 26th of October. And then we've got two London dates coming up, which is very exciting to be going back to London because we've done Vault Festival and different mm-hmm. things like that. We've, we have loved it down there. So we are doing the 29th of October which is at the Old Red Lion Theatre for Grimfest. And that's an actual horror theatre festival. So that's super exciting. On the 30th of October, the day before Halloween, we're going to Greenwich Theatre, which is a fantastic space. They're a very cool venue. And they've actually got a section that is Pick of the Fringe. So they've got a lot of other fringe artists that are performing during that month. So we're there the day before Halloween if you want to come and celebrate that with us. That would be cool. And then, yes, doing Cheltenham the 5th, 6th and 7th of November. So you can celebrate Halloween and Barnfire Night all in one with a night in at the theatre. And then we're finishing off the tour in Wolverhampton um, on the 9th of November. And that's going to be a really cool one because it's at the Arena Theatre and we absolutely love that space. They're such a nice, inclusive, access-friendly venue and it's very close to my hometown in Dudley. So it's nice to sort of be finishing off there as well. So yeah, doing Bath, two nights in London, Cheltenham, Wolverhampton, and all of our info and tickets is on websites and social media, Atrocious. There you go. <laughs> and what a wonderful company name as well. Love the play. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's another good reaction we get from people is, oh, yeah, Butcher's really cool, but your company name, how do you say it out loud? Because <laughs> a lot of people read it and aren't sure, but yeah. Atrocious because we sat there in a Weatherspoons in Worcester, looked at each other and went, we need a weird company name. What's the weirdest word you can think of? Supercalifragilistic, expialidocious came up. Yeah. And I sat there and I was like, this is more like atrocious. And then we did like the Spider-Man meme, pointing at each like, other and we were like, that's it. <laughs> that's the show. That's the, the theatre name. So yeah. that's what we are. <laughs> so guys we are slowly running out of time which is a shame because we could talk about so many aspects of butchered which is really exciting but we do have one final question which we always ask everybody on the podcast it's the title of this podcast and that's the stagey place and what i love to know from all of my guests is where their stagey place is so as and nick this could be a physical theater which you've seen your favorite theatre piece in or it could be a theatre like you said the one in Bath like one way you're just like we'd really love to do a show there maybe it's a theatre in which you'd like to take a show to in the future it may not even be a theatre itself it could be a rehearsal room or just somewhere where you're making sound designs for a show that you know really lift up projects or it could be somebody who has inspired you throughout your career as theatre makers so Ez we'll start with you whereabouts is your stagey place? Okay, my stagey place is not a theatre or a person or anything. My stagey place is in the middle of a field because we got really bored of the computers one day whilst Megan butchered and I turned to Nick and I was like, do you want to go to a field? She was like, yeah, let's do that. So we went to the middle of the field and that is where we came up with some of our best physical theatre moments with a load of sheep just watching us and passers-by sort of being like what the hell is going on over there and there's a tree swing and we took a picnic and it was great and it was raining and it was just perfect that is my stage place in the middle of nowhere that is wonderful and nick let's head over to you then whereabouts is your stagey place 
Well, other than that uh, brilliant field that we ended up doing some really good, horrifying work in, I'm surprised people were still walking past us and the sheep hung around as long as they did. But for me, my sort of stagey place is, well, classic Stratford-upon-Avon, big fan of Shakespeare and all that stuff. And I've been going there for years and it, it's always just such an inspiring place for me because it, it just feels like it's full of that sort of writer's magic. Like you feel like you want to get up and make a show. So that's quite a, a stagey place. But honestly, any time like me and Ez are in a rehearsal room and we don't even have to speak to each other a lot of the time, we just put on a bit of music and we can start moving or mirroring each other or talking without words and that feels like as a company an ultimate sort of stagey place is that when we get together in a room things happen ideas are spreading even if it's not for butchered if it's for something else or something completely random but it's sort of like when the brain cells collide and they come together and like we're just so on the same page so like when we met we were like we're quite compatible in terms of like how we want to make theatre and what we want to do creatively so we like bounce ideas off each other really well. So sort of fields, Stratford and any rehearsal room or any room with whiteboards because we love writing stuff and notes and things. So that's sort of just anywhere where we can get together and be creative. Gotta love a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is wonderful. Esnick, thank you so much for your answers to those. And to all of the questions today on The Stagey Place, as we've been talking about Butchered, which is heading out on its Halloween tour of 2023. As you said there, Nick, all of the information is on your website and we'll be able to put links to the website as this episode goes out also. As Nick, thank you so much for coming on to the stage place today. Thank you for having us. <laughs> And there we go, that was Nick Lawton and Ez Holland who make up Expialatrocious, the company behind Butchered, which is heading out on its Halloween tour later this month. Again, if you want to book for any tickets for any of the venues that they are going to, then please do make sure to check out our episode bio, where we will have a link to their website where you can look at all of the tour dates throughout 2023. I'd love to thank Nick and Ez so much for coming on to the podcast. Like I said in that interview, I'll probably be coming to watch the show again in Cheltenham and seeing how different the show becomes once you enter bigger spaces and inside actual theatres. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you once again for joining us here on The Stagey Place. If you are not an avid listener or an avid follower of the podcast, well, what are you waiting for? You can join us at Instagram, X and TikTok at The Stagey Place, where you'll be able to find out all the latest news from the podcast, plus all the theatre trips that we had out to across the UK. And so until you join us next time here on the Stagey Place podcast, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye. <laughs>